Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Stoffer joining you today from Anaheim, California. This is Oilers Now, brought to you by World of Spas. You can, after a long day, World of Spas offers tubs designed with your relief in mind. Rest, recover, and relax. World of Spas is Alberta's number one swim spa dealer. Visit worldofspas.com. Edmonton Oilers coming off a hard-fought 3-1 victory last night in Los Angeles. Second of a back-to-back tonight in Anaheim, two entirely different opponents. We'll have a whole lot of discussion on last night's victory. The Oilers' second low-scoring, gut-check type win against a team that uh, Edmonton beat in seven last year in the playoffs. Brendan Escott's back at the 630 Chad Studios. He'll hop in here in the first half hour. We'll have an audio recap of the game and some comments from Jay Woodcroft, Connor McDavid, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, and suddenly a candidate to win the Calder Trophy. Stuart Skinner getting the win last night. Now 26-14-5 on the season with a 2.84 goals against average. A 9-11 save percentage. And that will be one of our discussion points. Is Stuart Skinner a legitimate choice to win the call, there are a lot of people focusing in on Matty Beneers from the Seattle Kraken. The guys in Arizona were trying to tell me that Matthias Michelli should be in the mix. Where would the Oilers be without Stuart Skinner this year? His 26th win last night. The Oilers beat the LA Kings 2-0 and 3-1 and lock it down, and Skinner gives up one goal in those two games. Now, Edmonton did a better job defensively last night, just getting 21 shots. The Kings clearly missed Kevin Fiala on the back end, and Mikey Err had forward and Mikey Anderson on defense. So, full recap of last night's game, and then a preview of the game against Anaheim coming up tonight. It's interesting. The Oilers played L.A. Thursday and Tuesday, and they're going to play Anaheim Saturday and then today, Wednesday. So we'll take a look at that as well. It is a Wednesday. That means Sportsnet spec Mark Spector will be joining us at 1235 today. And uh, that is for our friends at Aquarian Renovations. 
at 105. We'll talk a bit about the impact of what's going on with Evan Bouchard because it can change things on a couple different fronts from Edmonton's cap perspective. Bouchard has significant rookie bonuses. Last year was north of $800,000. One of the most plugged in guys that knows the numbers. Hart Levine will join us from Puck PD at 105. And then longtime Southern California based hockey writer Eric Stevens. He's with the Athletic. He covers both the Anaheim Ducks and the LA Kings. He'll hop on the blower at about 133, 134 today. We'll tell you that you can reach us on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline at 780-496-0063. You can get bad to the bone with George Thurgood and the Destroyers May 4th at the River Cree. Get your tickets today at therivercreeresort.com. And you can text us at 780-496-0063 on the Ashley Pine Floors text line. Get the new floors you've always wanted, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, or head to ashleyfinefloors.com for more information. Uh, I'm on Twitter, available Bob underscore Stoffer. What's with the dog? What's with the dog on Twitter, man? That's, that's confusing. I thought somebody hacked into the account. Uh, Brendan Escott. At Brendan with two E's, Escott with two T's. The show Twitter account, which I think is closing in on about 40,000 followers, is at orders now. And speaking of Brendan Escott, I'm going to bring him aboard. Brendan, how you doing? I'm doing well, Bob. And just to set the record straight, we've eclipsed 40,000 followers, and I'm down proud of it there on our Twitter account. <laughs> there we go. So we're up to 40. That's awesome. Uh, Brendan, let's uh, start with Stuart Skinner. Is he a candidate? He's the reigning uh, rookie of the month for the month of March after going 10 1 and 1 in March. Should he can, uh, be considered uh, for rookie of the year candidate? I think you you can't help but uh, like he's forced the case. It's certainly down the stretch here, Bob. And, and you look at like you said, where would the Oilers be without Stuart Skinner? That should be a case that can be made all on its own. But statistically, I think he's exceeded so many expectations. And when we're talking about the the league, a year in this league in which scoring is up, and and a rookie goaltender has come in and performed this well, um, you know, I think that that deserves some merit. And I'm not so sure sure. Like, Matty Beneers is a fantastic player, but has he really run away with the award this year to that extent? Not in my opinion. So absolutely, Stewart's earned it. No, I'm with you. There's another part of this that Oilers fans should be excited about, and that in, and, and also to a certain degree with Vincent DeHarnay. Drafted and developed prospects, and we're not talking, you know, top three overall picks. So in the case of Skinner, you got a guy, third round pick in 2017. His first pro year did not go well, but he significantly progressed in year two, uh, became the guy in the American Hockey League, outdueled Logan Thompson in the bubble year in 2021, got into eight games in the NHL last season. His last game was a shutout in San Jose, went back to the HL, played really well. And, you know, this is a guy that the Oilers have brought along every step of the way. And then you look at DeHarnay as a third-pairing right-shot defenseman, you know, played his four years at Providence, did not get an NHL deal. The Oilers brought him along slowly in the minors. He became the best plus minus defenseman in the AHL last season. You know, he's six foot, six and a half inches of height of seaweed. That's the nickname that he's got because you got to play through him. And those are Oilers drafted and developed players that were not, you know, like you luck out, you win the lottery, you get Connor McDavid. You luck out and win the lottery because two teams passed on Leon Dreisaitl. You know, and, and Edmonton's got the two best offensive players on the planet that we've seen in, in basically 30 years playing together. 
We've not seen this sort of prolific offense since 95-96 with the Pittsburgh Penguins. But when you see a Skinner and when you see a DeHernay, that's exciting. And you know what? It makes me wonder if one of Lavoie or Noah Philp next season, six foot four, no, uh, Raphael Lavoie, second round pick, Noah Philp, you know, picked out of the University of Alberta as an undrafted free agent. If those guys can come out and play in support roles, and both of those players are going to have to clear waivers next year. Um, and I fully expect both players to get uh, re-signed. It could it could be exciting for Edmonton because you're bringing along guys, and it's the the sign of a maturing organization. So that's that's a good thing. Our top story for legacy heating and cooling, whether it's heating or cooling, you need get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy. Legacy heating and cooling. The Edmonton Oilers move ahead of the LA Kings. They beat them for the second time in a span of a week, playing low scoring hard. Hard-nosed, competitive hockey as we go to the Oilers Now Audio Vault for direct workwear. Proud to offer on-site seams for services and embroidery. Get your workwear. Have it customized all in one trip. Cam Moon had the call last night on the Oilers Radio Network. Last Thursday, the Edmonton Oilers with a 2-0 victory over the Los Angeles Kings at Rogers Place. Tonight, the scene shifts to the Crypto.com Arena in Los Angeles. It's the Oilers and the Kings. Around. Good hit by Evander Kane. He drilled Gavrikov. Here, the right wing point. Bouchard kept it in. It comes across. Nugent Hopkins. The shot scores! Ryan Nugent Hopkins off the left side. A power play goal, and the Oilers are up. 1-0. LA 0 for 4. Dowdy and Eckholm chirping away now. <laughs> Is that the international? Hey, let's have a drink of the summer. I don't know, man. It's like they just shook hands. They just shook hands. <laughs> wow, well, you don't see that you every day. You don't see that every day at all. I don't think I've ever seen that. Boss shot from the point, scores. Arvidsson let it go from the blue line, and that one gets past Skinner. And this game is tied at one. To Nugent Hopkins, over to McDavid, waiting, pulls it, shoots it, save, rebound, scores! Leon Dreisaitl with the loose puck. And the Oilers take a 2-1 lead. 31st power play goal of the season for Leon Dreisaitl. Dreisaitl wins it. Great to nurse. Off the glass. Up in the air towards the empty net. Scores! A bank shot by Nurse. Makes it 3-1 Edmonton. 195 feet away. That's his fifth goal in the last 11 games for Darnell Nurse. His 12th of the year. The Edmonton Oilers have won five straight. 3-1 the final here over the Los Angeles Kings. Okay, Bob, I have to ask you because I, I must have missed this on the TV cast. There was a handshake there. Who was shaking hands in the middle of that game? Dowdy was talking all game. Like he said something. Kane was uh, sitting there doing the old, uh, you know, uh, flipping the puck up on the stick and basically dribbling with the stick back and forth through the center ice area in the warm-up, and Dowdy chirped him. And then Dowdy, he said something to Eckholm, and Eckholm said something back, and then they looked at each other and laughed and shook each other's hands with their gloves on. 
I've never seen that happen. It was really funny. So somebody must have, I don't know, I'll have to ask Matthias about it, if there was a little bit of a chirp and then a good chirp back. Sometimes if it's a funny one, guys appreciate or you got the best. Like I have no idea. But something got said. I mean, when do you ever see two guys with gloves on sort of, Hook up and shake. It was just, and it wasn't like a fist pump. It was like an actual shake. That's it was really funny. funny. Oh, All well, right, like having been uh, around Eckholm, Jay Woodcroft with his. I was just going to say, like that doesn't surprise me from the perspective of Eckholm, just having been around him from Dowdy's perspective. That does surprise me a little bit. Well, and, and, and look, full disclosure, the LA Kings last night, they didn't have Mikey Anderson. They didn't have Alex Sedler. Those guys are going to play. I mean, Mikey Anderson and Drew Doughty have played the most time on ice this season. Uh, you know, going in like game Thursday night before Connor, you know, got a good shot in on, uh, Anderson, who did turn back in the boards, by the way. Um, those that tandem had led the league in time and ice together amongst all NHL defense pairings. So they didn't have Anderson. He's the big Edler at this stage. Well, the problem with Edler is he's a pain in the ass because he he plays. The, he knows exactly how to play the game right on the you know to skirt uh, the boundaries. Um, so they didn't, and then they didn't have the big ones. Fiala. We didn't see Fiala in the, either of those two games. And Fiala at times plays third line left wing against third pairings, and has been eating them up all season long. So did we see LA at their best? No. Oilers didn't have McLeod. I mean, Fiala's our leading scorer. McLeod gives a different dimension to Edmonton's bottom six with his speed. But bottom line is the Oilers found a way to win both games. And here's Jay Woodcrofts. What I really liked was our patience tonight. As we said, uh, we didn't force anything. I also liked our persistence. So it sounds like two different things, but I don't think it is. Um, I think if we can play a patient, persistent game, it's going to serve us well going forward. Uh, as I said, I think we have some game breakers that when chances present themselves, they can make a team pay. Um, but I really loved how hard we were defensively, how hard we competed. Um, now we got to rest up and get ready for Anaheim tomorrow night. And uh, Jay Woodcroft added an additional thought on the fact that the Oilers' stars uh, led the charge last night. Both teams competed hard. Both teams had the chance to win tonight. In the end, uh, we found a way. I thought our game breakers were able to um, solve some uh, problems that their penalty kill presented. And uh, they made the big plays at the right time. And, you know, that's, that's what they do. That's why they're the best in the world. And they are pretty good. Uh, the power play going two for four last night. The penalty kill four for four. And the Oilers are moving up a bit here. Obviously, they've only given up the one goal against in the last three games. They've moved up to 18th in the league. They're leading the NHL in goals for 3.96. Their power play, by the way, is now up to 32.7%. Just just to throw a stat out there that's going to make you go, wow. So I, I've mentioned the fact that since Edmonton lost 6-3 to LA on January 9th, the Edmonton Oilers have the best points percentage in the NHL. They're at 778 over the last 36 games. That's half a season, folks. They're at 778. So that's since January the 9th. And, and dating back, if you want, going all the way back to January 1st when we flipped the calendar, the team is 26-7-7. So that means they went... Uh, 2-1-2 and two, uh, before uh, the game on January 11th against Anaheim. But anyways, since January the 11th, which was when they, they lost to L.A. on the 9th, and 
since that time, 25, 5, and 6, 778 winning percentage. Um, that's pretty good. Where's, where's, oh, I can't, I know what I did here. That's a pretty good winning percentage, 778. Their power play is at 35.1% over the last 36 games, okay? The next highest power play in the league during that stretch, dating back to January the 10th, is the Colorado Avalanche at 25.9%. The Oilers' power play is 9.2% better than anyone else's power play basically over the last three months. And the Oilers are averaging four and a half goals a game which is almost three-quarters of a goal more than the Florida Panthers, who are second at 3.78. So they're playing pretty good. They're going good. But many of you will say, hey, what we liked was the defense. And that's what Connor McDavid talked about. The Oilers getting the win in a tight check in a hockey game. It's fun. It's fun. Um, we like playing that game. They like playing that game. Um, you know, it makes for competitive competitive hockey on the ice. It may not translate onto the TV, but, um, you know, on the ice it's highly competitive and it's emotional, it's intense, and, um, you know, those are the games that we obviously love to play in. But David also added an additional thought on proving the Oilers can win the tight ones. It's the way it's it's gonna be against LA. Um, you know that's that's the way you beat a team like that. Um, done it twice now. I think it was good for for our group to show to ourselves that uh, and to them that uh, we can beat them that way. And Connor added a little bit more perspective on beating the LA Kings twice. You know, we always talk about consistency. I hate to keep talking about that. I'm sure everyone's sick of hearing me talk about it. But, you know, obviously it was a consistent uh, effort, both games against this group. Um, you know, really, really similar games. I've never seen a game where, you know, shots were 3-2 after the first period. So, um, you know, low event hockey, um, you know, the little things matter. And, and um, you know, you got to uh, play that way. And we like playing that way, honestly. Ryan Nugent Hopkins, meanwhile, got up to, he had a goal and assist last night. He's up to 99 points. The Oilers are trying to become the first team since the 1995-96 Pittsburgh Penguins to have three 100-plus scores. And RNH says last night's game demonstrates a playoff readiness. It's definitely a good sign. Um, I think in the past uh, we might get frustrated and start forcing stuff, and that's exactly what they want. But we trust our ability to defend, and um, if this is the way that it's, we're going to have to play, that's the way we're going to have to play. And uh, we know that uh, um, we can score when we need to. So uh, I think just being able to stick with and not get frustrated and not give them anything easy is, uh, is definitely a good sign. Solid start last night from Stuart Skinner as well. And he says he owes his success to the solid team play in front of him. Yeah, I feel great. A lot of like stats and stuff like that's a result of how everyone plays. Um, you know, including I mean, my D have been fantastic for me. My forwards have been coming back for me hard and um, been making huge blocks. Um, you know, so it's not just me out there. And uh, just huge thank you to all the guys in front of me and how they've been playing. Um, you know, so got to keep on rolling here. There you go. 12:24 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott with you when we return for Drew Shamahorn and the staff at Elite Promotional Marketing. We'll get to NHL today. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. <laughs> I read that power play stat that the Oilers were at 35% over the last uh, 36 games. And Colorado was at 25%. And uh, Cold Laker, now in the jaw, wanted to have a little fun. He says, Bob, if Colorado was at 25% and the Oilers were at 50%, they'd be 100% better. Just saying. Cold Laker's got the math going down. No question about that. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott, joining you. It's 1228 in Edmonton. And we are going to go off to NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandising specialist. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com. Light night tonight in the NHL. Here's Brendan. Yeah, it sure is. Uh, two other games outside of the Oilers game. Uh, Calgary's playoff hopes essentially on life support now. A must win against the Jets in Winnipeg. Those teams battling for the final wildcard playoff spot in the West. Out East you get a clash of juggernauts with the Rangers hosting Tampa and of course Oilers Ducks on 6.30 Chad, 8 o'clock tonight. Toronto's Ryan O'Reilly will return from a broken finger against the Bruins tomorrow night. He's been sidelined since March 4th. Condor is hosting Colorado tonight in Baco and then a couple big road games this weekend in Henderson and Coachella Valley. Bob, they w- uh, clinch a playoff spot with a win tonight. Is that correct? That is correct. They're two points away. There you go. Good chance that can happen. Colorado's got a good team. And uh, Women's World Championships underway today as well. Canada faces uh, Switzerland at 5 o'clock Mountain Time. What's the line on that game? Five and a half, maybe? I don't know. I'm going to assume that Canada's going to win. They've been pretty good, haven't they? Not won the last two world championships. I think they have. Uh, it is 1229 in Edmonton. We're going to head off to a global news weather traffic update with uh, one of the two biggest Boston Bruins fans in our building between Randy Kilburn and Shea Ganim. I don't know who likes the Bruins more. When we come back, Sportsnet spec for Aquarian Renovations. Bob Stoffer joining you live from Anaheim, California.